Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. A lot can happen in the next three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. The truth is the most convincing story that maps onto reality, and that's why the central narrative is falling apart. Right now in the United States, people should not be walking around with masks. We must see the central narrative for the fiction that it is. We are Americans. While elections are sometimes messy, this was a secure election. The founders began the fight for human liberty and self-governance, and it's up to us to finish the job. I tell you what, we are in a truth emergency right now. This is the end game. It's Tuesday, August 30th, 2022, the 587th day of dystopia. I'm your moderator, Chris Paul. Let's be reasonable. A warm welcome and hello to all of you listening to the podcast on the day of its release. The only way to do that is by becoming a paid subscriber at I'm your moderator you can do that for as little as $50 a year or $5 a month. Either way, it breaks down to under one shiny quarter per episode. Plus, you'll get all the writing right when I put it out and you will be supporting me and the work I do and this show as it expands. So thank you all if you are already supporting. And if you're not or you can't, then you can continue to listen to it for free a couple days later. That's the deal. I think it's a pretty good deal. So. Let's talk a bit today about the current state of play in regards to the elections and election fraud and the political outlook as it develops into the midterms. We are consistently being told right now that the red wave might turn into a red puddle. Joe Biden and the Democrats are on the comeback trail. I was out over the weekend. I was with a friend of mine who is on our side about virtually everything, but he's a busy guy and he doesn't spend a whole lot of time paying attention to the news. He gets the updates, the common ways through Apple news notifications or Twitter or a glimpse of mainstream media here and there, some headlines that someone sends him. He is a very passive consumer of news and political news. And he said, well, Aren't the Republicans completely blowing it? Are we really going to blow this opportunity? And I said, no, of course not. Stop believing what they say on the news. That's the only place that narrative exists. That story is not real in an empirical, observable reality. It is only real inside the false reality where Joe Biden was not responsible for the gas prices tripling, but is responsible for bringing them back down to only having doubled. And so Democrats are super happy about it. 
they realize that Joe Biden has actually lowered gas prices, not raised them. The gas prices were actually never high because of Joe Biden. They were high because of Vladimir Putin. And Joe Biden has actually fixed that problem by giving away high quality resources stored in the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. And he gave them away to China. But that fixed our gas prices, according to Democrats and according to the television. That's what life is like in the false reality. Joe Biden has expanded inflation beyond anyone's imagination. Everything costs an unbelievable amount. I went to a normal grocery store, right? Not like Whole Foods or some very special market. And eggs were out of control. Milk was out of control. Everything, the food prices skyrocketing. The prices of everything in your life are skyrocketing, especially energy. But Joe Biden signed his name to something that they called the Inflation Reduction Act. And then a day later, they put out the news that inflation was now zero, zero percent because it hadn't raised more than it had the month before. And they made a big headline out of that. And they said, Joe Biden is just racking up wins. He just passed the Green New Deal. I mean, the Inflation Reduction Act, which they then went and basically advertised as the Green New Deal. And of course, that had the 87,000 armed IRS agents in it and payoffs here and payoffs there. It was not going to help reduce inflation at all. And the Congressional Budget Office said that. But they went out and said it's going to reduce the deficit by $300 billion over the next 10 years. And that will reduce inflation. Oh, right, because you're going to control spending after this and you're never going to add on more spending. And then a couple of days later, they sent another few billion dollars to Ukraine. And that money just disappears to who knows where. And where do the guns, the ammunition, where do the armaments go? Oh, well, we don't know about that either. Are they sold on the black market? Sure, some of them are. But Slava Ukraina, right? We have to save the Ukrainians as they fight for their democracy, their very sacred borders. And no, they don't have bio labs. No, it's not the most corrupt place on earth. And no, Vladimir Zelensky is not a coke-snorting comedic actor. He's a real president. In fact, he's Winston Churchill. And then a few weeks later, a couple months later, when they realize things in Ukraine are not going as planned and people aren't really buying the story, and even in Los Angeles where people have taken down their blue and yellow flags, no one buys it. Russia's economy was supposed to be devastated by all of these sanctions imposed by the United States and their European allies. Turns out Russia's economy is doing better than it ever was. The ruble is higher. They have moved out of the SWIFT system and away from the central bankers and are reforming their own currency exchange with China and Brazil and India and South Africa and other countries, setting themselves up for the multipolar world that we are embracing as it comes into being. But Joe Biden's not doing that. Joe Biden is shilling for the central bankers. He's trying to protect the globalist investment that is Ukraine. There is a reason why Ukraine is one of the most corrupt places on earth. And they're trying to repeat that scenario in Taiwan, and then they will move to Iran as they slowly are now. Illegal immigration is out of control. Studies show that we could have 5 million illegal immigrants in this country by the end of the second year of the fake president's fake term. There is a slave trade happening at the southern border, and the Democrat Communist Party is trying to exploit the people crossing over for their labor and their political power, which is slavery. These people are being brought here from foreign lands. They are ethnic minorities being transported here from foreign lands, many of which we have devastated. The globalists have devastated, making conditions in those countries so bad that people do want to leave. But they're brought here through cartels in coordination with the global communists. And they're brought here so that their labor 
and their political power can be exploited. The women are raped on the way. The children are raped on the way. The whole exchange enables drug trafficking and human trafficking. The whole thing is human trafficking. It enables child trafficking, child sex trafficking. And we have an epidemic of fentanyl deaths from that very same slave trade, the fentanyl coming right in through the southern border. That's Joe Biden and the global communists doing that. We have the race agenda and the gender agenda being inculcated in the children of the nation against their parents' will. It goes so far that the teachers are encouraging the kids to change their genders and not tell their parents to begin puberty blockers and hormones and chemical castration against the will of their parents. You think people don't know that this stuff is happening on a wide level? The Democrats are not making a comeback. Joe Biden has not done anything that people actually approve of. And that's true even about things like the war in Ukraine at this point. Now, I think it's pretty easy to get someone to agree that no one would be supporting these things if they actually knew what they were. And we imagine that there is this huge chunk of the country that just doesn't simply understand any of this and is happy to go along with whatever the television says. And it may well be true that there are millions or even tens of millions of people in this country who are like that. And all of them still watch MSNBC and CNN. They read the New York Times and the Atlantic and the Washington Post. They watch all of the shows and listen to all of the podcasts on that side. And they all reinforce the same set of messages over and over and over again. And then we have the more centrist media outlets, the ones who pretend to be centrist, the ones who even pretend to be right, like Fox News. And as I talked about yesterday, the Daily Wire. And we imagine that even some of the people on our side are still totally attached to that narrative, and maybe some still are, especially people like the friend I was talking about earlier, people who don't spend a lot of time with it. They know the right positions on all of the different issues, and they support those positions. They support candidates that support those positions, but they don't really take all the time to know what's actually going on about the same wide range of issues that I cover here and that I cover in the info stream in particular. And if you're not following on Telegram or Truth Social, I encourage you to do so because there's no way I can get to every subject every day. If you want a show that is great at doing that, listen to Dave on X22. I don't agree with every single thing he says. I don't endorse everything he says, but he does a great job of wrapping up all the information that matters on a given day. His show is extremely valuable for that. And that's why he has such a massive audience. If his predictions aren't for you or the Q stuff is not for you, that's just fine. You'll still get a really good rundown of all the stuff that matters throughout the day. But I can't do that on my show and I don't want to do it on my show. And I think Dave does a wonderful job of it on his show. But if you're following on Telegram, you will see everything that is important in society, according to me, throughout the day. Some of it will be from CNN and New York Times. You'll get the mainstream media positions in there. You'll just also get the response to those positions, which you're not going to get from the mainstream media, including on the right, and you're not going to get on Twitter. And you really have to focus down on what this Twitter problem is, okay? Everyone in the mainstream media, Every person in the entertainment industry and in professional sports, all those people who talk about politics do it on Twitter. They follow Twitter. Yes, they'll move it to Instagram or Facebook or wherever else as well. But the intersection of all of those communities trapped inside the bubble, everyone who is still supporting the globalist agenda and even people who think that they aren't, all those people are embracing the same information environment and the same bubble. It is censored and it contains massive amounts of propaganda. It is a completely and totally polluted information stream. And if you feel confident in navigating that environment, go right ahead. I'm not saying you have to get off Twitter, although you should, but you have to understand that Twitter is still only half the story, even when people are arguing, even about issues you care about. 
Not all viewpoints are represented on Twitter. That is an aspect of Twitter. That is not a biased judgment on my part. It is literally what Twitter is for. So it doesn't matter that Ben Shapiro and Matt Walsh are going hard after the trans agenda. If they are still keeping people trapped within the central narrative, which means trapped within the false reality. And in the false reality, people like them are benefiting greatly by keeping you attached to the central narrative because the central narrative is where they have the power to support the globalist agendas priorities. And of course, the biggest priority of all is making sure that the uniparty stays in power past November 8th of this year. There could not be a higher priority for them. A MAGA majority ends their whole program, their whole system. They don't want that. That is the end game for them. They have to win in November. They have to. It is existential. So what would they do? Well, we've already seen them steal an election. They stole the election in 2020. Donald Trump didn't just win the election. He won the popular vote and he won it by a lot. And we are going to see that. They say he lost by 7 million votes. But we know there are hundreds of thousands and millions in some states of fraudulent and illegal votes. And that's all proven. California alone was responsible for 5 million votes in that margin. Without California there, then it's 2 million votes. And what happens in California? Well, California is one of the leaders in this nation in election fraud. They have 5 million plus voters on their registry that are not eligible to vote. Did they vote? Of course they vote. If those voters weren't on the registry so their votes could be cast, California and every other state would simply purge their voter rolls and make them accurate, but they won't do that. And why won't they do that? Because they say it's voter suppression and voter suppression means you're racist. Even if the issue has nothing to do with race, that J.R.R. Tolkien orc in Pennsylvania, Kevin Fetterman is out there opposing voter ID again because black people can't get IDs. That's what he's saying. But we're racist. But let's say there was absolutely no election fraud in 2020 and Donald Trump actually lost by 7 million. There's no way in the world that's possible because there's no way in the world that the turnout in that election is possible. In four years, it jumps from 131 million total votes to 157 million total votes. And that's explained only by mail-in voting. Well, the history of mail-in voting in mail-in voting states proves that that's not something that happens. Was the 2020 election more hotly contested than 2016 when Hillary Clinton was there? No, it wasn't. But they did have COVID. They did change all the laws. They did make mail-in ballots a thing. They did take extra days to finish counting. They did stop the vote in the middle of the night. They did send millions of votes to adjudication for some reason. They have resisted audits. They have hid evidence. They are pining for this weekend, September 3rd, when they can finally delete the evidence from the 2020 election. Not that it's not captured elsewhere. I'm sure it is. But they've made sure no one can look. 26 million more votes, a full 20% jump in total turnout in the country from 2016 to 2020. And we're supposed to just believe that. Donald Trump went up 11 or 12 million votes on his own while everyone was saying that Donald Trump was the most hated man ever. Well, how does that happen? So let's say it was 131 million in 2016. Donald Trump got 12 million more than he did in 2016. And by the way, there was election fraud in 2016 too, okay? Hillary Clinton thought she had enough to overcome MAGA, and she didn't, even with election fraud, which is why they went so much harder in 2020. But Donald Trump is hated, 
and goes up 12 million votes. Now, without this 20% rise because of mail-in ballots and COVID, one would assume that Hillary Clinton's total of 66 million would drop down to 54 million. And then what does the voting public look like then? 74 million votes to 54 or 55 million votes? That gets us around 130 million and then a million here or there for a third party candidate. That's not just a massive electoral college win with the entire map red. That's an enormous popular vote win as well. And just the knowledge of that would have ended the Democrat Party as an institution. It has only gotten worse since then for them. Does anyone believe that Republicans are leaving MAGA and leaving America first and joining the Democrats, except for people like Liz Cheney. And they're doing it. Why? Because they're scared of QAnon, because they're scared of science deniers and vaccine deniers, because they're scared of the very violent insurrection. Those are the only justifications they have ever given this whole time for why everybody hates MAGA. Because everybody doesn't hate MAGA. Crazed liberals hate MAGA. People who are attached to the central narrative hate MAGA. People on Twitter hate MAGA. Oh, isn't that surprising? The one place that everybody gets their information is also the one place that doesn't allow any support of MAGA. And everybody who's still on that little demoralization machine they just can't let go of because all the smart people are there. They're opposed to MAGA too. Very smart, guys. Very smart. Do not buy anything that the media is telling you about the midterms. Remember, from the people who brought you murder hornets, from the people who brought you the big lie, from the people who brought you the very violent insurrection, now comes Red Puddle. The fact that they're going so hard after this should tell you that it's complete and total bullshit. Also, just look outside, look around you, look what people actually think and how they're acting. How many masks are on in the grocery store still? How many people can't wait to get the new booster? Those numbers have dropped to almost zero. They're trying monkeypox. And people are laughing at them. What is this blue wave coming? It doesn't exist. And the fact that establishment Republicans will play into this narrative and play along on Fox News and in the mainstream media and with mainstream journalists, that means absolutely nothing. These are uniparty communists supporting the uniparty because that's what their job is. This is an existential crisis for them personally as well. If they lose, they are finished personally. The Uniparty, the global communists, that's what protects them. That's what protects their position in society. That's what covers up the crimes they've committed. And they have committed crimes not the least of which is voting to certify an election you know to be fraudulent. Forget about the D's and the R's next to people's names. Forget about who media figures have supported in the past. Oh, maybe they liked Donald Trump before, but they don't like him now. So now they're making a very rational argument. Ann Coulter is out there arguing that Republicans can come back to the center. They don't have to be out there with the MAGA people. Oh, that dwindling MAGA crowd, the very few people who still support Donald Trump. She's in a false reality or she's just obviously lying. But what she's saying can only be true in a false reality. There is nothing about what's happening in the world that would indicate that Donald Trump's support is dwindling. That is a preposterous idea. And she uses as an example, Glenn Youngkin. He ran a perfect campaign in Virginia. That's what won the day. Glenn Youngkin's perfect campaign. But Glenn Youngkin didn't run a perfect campaign. Glenn Youngkin was selected like 5149 
over a Democrat hack and has been Terry McAuliffe. And there was election fraud in that election, too. Glenn Youngkin winning that race was the best thing that could have happened to the Uniparty because it makes people think, oh, the elections are legitimate. But we can see they're not legitimate because every single primary we've witnessed has had the same problems. Why isn't she more interested in Trump's endorsement record or the fact that Liz Cheney got blown out by 40 points, even though the media on both sides tried to make Liz Cheney a superstar? This is uniparty desperation. This is controlled opposition. This is what the rhinos exist to do. This is what the establishment media exists to do. What else would you expect these people to do other than attempt to go down guns blazing? They've got nothing left. It's get Trump and finish MAGA or the whole thing is over. They're all in right now. And what are they all in on? What is the purpose of this narrative? The red puddle, the blue wave. Joe Biden's comeback, his series of wins. Oh, his improving polling numbers because polls are always right. It's nothing more than a setup for the election win that they will attempt to achieve through election theft in November. You can't just steal an election if the entire country knows you have no chance of winning it. They tried that in 2020, and we're still talking about it now. Donald Trump never conceded. None of us have ever stopped saying the truth about the fraudulent election, and it's going to be more fraudulent and more obvious this year. So what are they going to do to justify the outcome they hope to achieve? Well, they have to tell a whole story about how everything that exists, everything you know about your life and society and politics all must be wrong. The Democrats are actually making this huge push. But at the same time, that huge push is not big enough. Joe Biden hasn't been successful enough. For any of the candidates out there to actually campaign with him, why aren't they doing that? He's had this big string of wins. Everything's going great. Oh, the economy is just booming. They've handled gas prices. They've handled inflation. They protected the comedic actor in Ukraine. What more could you possibly want? Going to forget everything you know. You're going to stay right in Twitter, right in the mainstream, right in the central narrative. And you're going to believe that somehow Democrats have a chance of pulling this off, because if no one believes it, then no one will accept it. And they want people to accept it. They want that steal to go through. They want the results that they will declare that night or that week or maybe three weeks later, whatever works for them, they're going to try. We've seen them fail a few times over the course of this primary season or what looks to be failure. Carrie Lake got through in Arizona. Doug Mastriano got through in Pennsylvania, but they're still planning on stealing those elections. Katie Hobbs doesn't even plan on debating Carrie Lake, and they're still going to try to steal that election for Katie Hobbs. Why won't she debate Carrie Lake if everything is going so well for Democrats and everyone is rejecting MAGA? Why wouldn't she debate? Why wouldn't she go out there and talk about all her accomplishments, about how she ran the safest and most secure election of all time? She should be able to stand up to Carrie Lake's arguments. I mean, they're all conspiracy theories. They're all false, aren't they? But she's not going to do it. So are you really going to believe some poll in Arizona that shows Katie Hobbs on the comeback trail? Well, people who are on Twitter and people who watch mainstream media and people who think that they're going to have an embarrassing viewpoint if they tell it to other people, well, they're going to accept the idea that some version of that must be true or all these people wouldn't be saying it. Except that ignores what we've just been through for the last two and a half years or the last seven years or truthfully much longer. Think about the media environment. What have they been right about? Anything? Have they been right about a single important thing the entire time? Of course not. 
because their mission is to create a false reality where they gain more power. As long as people believe in the false reality and accept some level of truth from the false reality, then people will just go along with it. They'll be demoralized. They'll think, oh, yeah, the Republicans are just blowing it again. But the Republicans aren't blowing it again. MAGA's not dwindling. None of that is happening. It is only a false reality in the exact same way that masks work or lockdowns work. These were obviously terrible positions from the beginning. And we accepted, oh, well, it must be true in some way. No, it was not true in any way. It was not true in any way. COVID is not a very deadly pandemic. Not in any way. It doesn't matter that you can pull out the number and say, how can you say it's not a very deadly pandemic when all these people died? Well, did they die from COVID? No, it turns out 95% of them didn't. And they can't even argue that they did. And then you've got the false tests on top of that. But I know, I know, oh, a very deadly pandemic. The infection fatality rate was exactly like an average flu, but a very deadly pandemic. And the 2020 election, well, that was a big lie. Where was the media on that? Were they right about that? What correct thing has the media said about the 2020 election? And for that matter, what correct thing has anyone from the Daily Wire said about the 2020 election? Ben Shapiro had to struggle to get out the idea. Oh, well, I guess the FBI could have maybe uh, influenced the election a little bit. And if you want to call that rigged, maybe that's rigged. And maybe that's your best argument for why the election's rigged. But there's no proof that the election was fraudulent. Okay, Ben. How many of these people were right about the very violent insurrection? How many of them are talking about the FBI's role in the fake Gretchen Whitmer kidnapping plot and how all the same people from the FBI went right down to Washington, D.C. and were involved in January 6th? Are any of them talking about that? Of course not. Is it because they don't know or is it because they don't want you to know? The FBI agent. Timothy Tebow was walked out of the FBI building on Friday. That man has been responsible for the Russiagate hoax. That man was running the FBI's program to protect elections. And of course, he was running the Mar-a-Lago raid. Well, what's going to happen to him? Oh, the FBI, they're so right. Understand that the country has been under some form of coup now for six or seven years. They tried to undermine Donald Trump's campaign. They spied illegally on his campaign. They spied on Trump Tower. They spied on the executive office of the president. And the media lied about it the entire time. And a big chunk of the conservative media went right along with them and is still with them because they hate MAGA. They don't want MAGA to win. They want to protect the Uniparty because the Uniparty is what pays them. Some of these people at this point are just doing it out of their egos because they know what they've said and they know there's no way to scale that back. But they're going to try. Eventually, they're going to try. And a lot of these same people that are like, oh, the Republicans are blowing it. They'll listen to them because they think that Ben Shapiro is like the authority on all things that happen on the right. Ben Shapiro is a clown. His prominence in media is not proof otherwise. It's proof that he's a clown. The entire mainstream media is happy to have Ben Shapiro be their opposition. So they never actually have to confront anything outside of the central narrative. Everyone needs to break themselves out of this headspace and really quickly. You've had more than enough time to do it. It's been two and a half years since COVID started and people are still getting their information from Twitter and the mainstream media while knowing what that produces. I cannot help you out of that problem if you refuse to help yourself. But we do have an election coming up, an election we must win. And an election we can and will win in a massive, overwhelming fashion if people do what they're supposed to be doing. You can't just sit back and be like, oh, Republicans are going to blow it. What's going to happen? Then I'll get to be mad again. What does that do for you? Are you active in your community? Are you communicating to other people, a wide range of people about what these problems are? Are you trying to change anyone's mind? What are you doing to help?
If all you're doing is complaining and trusting the mainstream media and preparing yourself for some sort of letdown in November, then you are helping the other side, period. There's no other way to parse that. You're too tired. You're too busy. You think it's too daunting a task. So what? So what? What is your other option? Just going to go out to the country and live and protect yourself. I mean, that's probably a nice life and good luck if you want it. I hope you'll never have to protect yourself, but you're increasing the chances by not doing anything right now while you can listen to how the mainstream media is actually covering this. This is from Steve Bannon's cold open this morning on war room. It's just MSNBC nonsense. Ahead of the 2022 elections, what, what are those signs? Mika, it's been such a stark shift from last fall and earlier this year. Remember after that Virginia election, Republicans stormed a victory in the governor's race with Glenn Youngkin. They nearly won a stunner of a victory in New Jersey. They were so optimistic and bullish about a red wave. But now you have to squint very hard to see any signs of a red wave, as you all have been talking about on this panel. And the signs are everywhere. The most recent one was that special election in Hudson Valley, just north of New York City. Uh, that has been a bellwether district that has trapped the national mood for years. Democrats should have no business even competing there uh, if it was anything resembling a red wave climate. Yet the Democrat, Pat Ryan, won uh, against a Republican, Mark Molinaro, by a larger margin than President Biden won in 2020. That suggests something is going on. There, uh, Our poll shows that persuadable voters are trending toward uh, Democrats. They were in favor of Republicans by six points earlier this year. Now they're in favor of Democrats by three points, which is so unusual uh, in an election year for the party in power. We see the Republican enthusiasm gap shrinking in our poll as well. 17 points earlier this year to just two points now. McConnell, as you guys have been mentioning, downplaying his expectations in the Senate. He had that moment of candor talking about candidate quality. McConnell has these frank moments occasionally. He, he has a tendency to walk them back. He has to remain optimistic about Pennsylvania and Georgia. He's not becoming majority leader if Republicans lose those seats. Beyond that, you know, there's Republicans. The fact that Republicans have to spend even a penny in Ohio as Joe was just mentioning, that state voted Republican by 12 and a half points more than the country as a whole did. That should be a wide open layup uh, this year in a year like this. Yet Republicans may be fumbling the ball there. They have to go in and prop up uh, J.D. Vance rather than seeing him close to a victory. Now, what are the causes of this? Everyone is looking at the Supreme Court uh, abortion decision. That's been huge. That has galvanized Democratic voters. That has uh, woken up a number of uh, you know, abortion rights supporters who had taken this for granted maybe over years, maybe over decades. I think uh, declining gas prices have a lot to do with it. That was a reason that uh, President Biden's approval went down in the first place. And of course, the reemergence of Trump reminds independent voters who are very alienated by him that he's still out there, that he's still reasserting his dominance over the Republican Party, that he still controls this party to a large degree. And it is making it harder for Republicans like McConnell to make this a referendum on President Biden. It is actually playing into Democrats' hands in a sense of making this a choice between uh, Democrats, the party in power now, and what they call the MAGA Republicans, the Trump Republicans. You add it up, you know, uh, Republicans at this point should not feel too pessimistic. They still have a lot of opportunities given these slender margins to take control of Congress. But you can certainly see, a, a, you know, a, a road where they end up uh, losing the possibility of capturing the Senate and keeping it very close, if not even losing the House. So there it is. They gave you all of the slogans in one little block of time, just one after the next, after the next, after the next, after the next. And the effect that that is supposed to have on their viewers, the effect it will have on their viewers is that they think, oh, there are all these reasons why the Democrats are making a comeback right now. So it must be true. The Republicans don't have any reasons like that. They just told me that the Republicans have none of this. There's just no momentum anywhere. They cared a lot last year with Glenn Youngkin, and they almost had the shocking win in New Jersey that only took them a few days extra to decide. But since then, the red wave has done nothing but shrink. That is exactly the use they intended for Glenn Youngkin's victory to have last year. I said that before he won. Now you hear it playing out at the end of August a year later. There is nothing that could have been more obvious. 
MSNBC and Ann Coulter are literally selling the exact same narrative. Everybody wants a good Republican like Glenn Youngkin. Nobody wants a bad Republican like Donald Trump. Don't you understand? Everybody needs to pull right back to the Uniparty and then we'll give the R team a little bit of a win in November just to make everybody know that the country is still really, really divided and that nothing is going to happen. And then we're going to steal that 2024 election just the same and everything's going to go right back to normal. Welcome to the Great Reset, boys and girls. That's the plan. Okay. That has always been the plan, and that has been obviously true for the entire time. I called exactly what they were going to use that Glenn Youngkin race for. Now they're using it for that, and we're still supposed to see Glenn Youngkin's victory as some great occasion for MAGA. It was never a MAGA win. It's great that everybody went out and voted. You should always go out and vote, and we should all be planning to vote this year. But these are just puzzle pieces of a story they're trying to tell you. And that story is false. The red wave was not last fall. Okay. That was maybe the beginning. MAGA certainly helped push that. But that was just going along with the central narrative. That win was part of the central narrative. There's nothing upsetting about that. They're talking about pushing money behind J.D. Vance as if J.D. Vance is going to lose. Now, Ohio's in play because Donald Trump endorsed J.D. Vance and J.D. Vance, who was extremely establishment for years, is now MAGA. So he might lose. Keep an eye on that J.D. Vance race. Let's see how that narrative develops. You can see what they're trying to do with it. They cited their own polling. So NBC's own in-house polls show Republicans doing very, very bad. And we should all take that as true and understand that there are also these other things. Ooh, Mitch McConnell is doing something. MSNBC has to portray Mitch McConnell as just a Republican. He's an R and we're an R and Mitch even knows that we're wrong. So we're wrong. Mitch McConnell is a Republican. All he ever wants is for Republicans to win. He's fighting the good fight just as hard as he can. And he's still coming up short and he's being a realist. This time he's telling the public the truth. Yes, we're having a hard time in these Senate races because Democrats are so excited about abortion. Are Democrats really excited about abortion? Which voters in this country are so mad about the abortion question being sent back to the states that they are going to ignore everything that's happened the last two years and side with the Democrats. Who is that voter? Who's that voter? Sure, hardcore liberals are very upset about the Dobbs decision, and they're going to go out there and vote for Beto O'Rourke as hard as they possibly can. I have no doubt about that. But they were already going to do that. You're going to tell me that there are people out there who are so offended by the Dobbs decision that they are going to empower the team that has been delegitimizing the Supreme Court and wants to expand the Supreme Court and promises that they will. No, that is just not a real scenario. And I know it seems like it must be because we've been through these political cycles before. Again, remember 2020. Remember what we were told in the lead up to that election. Oh, well, there will be a huge election day turnout and it will look like Trump's winning. But over the next few days, as the mail in ballots come in, we'll see that that was just a red mirage and Joe Biden will win. And it said it in the Transition Integrity Project. They had a whole system in place to preserve the result of that election. And it was written up at length by Molly Ball in Time Magazine. And I covered that at length in February of 2021. But what was that? Was that exceptional foresight on their part? Did they know how the election was going to evolve? No. They knew that they were going to steal it. They knew how they were going to steal it. They knew there was a possibility it would take days 
to fill in all the ballots behind the fraudulent vote. And it turns out that it didn't even just take days. They've been justifying and supporting that fraudulent election ever since. And they're none too happy about it. They wanted us to stop talking about it a long time ago. But that's what that narrative was for. It was to give people a reason so that they could justify what they see and know in front of them to be obvious election manipulation and fraud. They had to have a way that they could perceive that as legitimate and real and part of just how things work. They pretended that everybody knows mail-in ballots take longer to get in, so they'll take longer to count. And we can't just discount anybody's vote. So the truth is we need to have hundreds of thousands or maybe even millions of votes show up late. Oh, they just got there too late. You know how the mail is. Sometimes it crosses town in one day, and sometimes it takes as many days as the communists need it to. Arizona was called early in the night by Fox News. They said Joe Biden won. Then they said, ooh, now we don't know. Virginia even went down to I don't know, but everybody forgot about that. And then Arizona took four more days to decide that Joe Biden actually did win by 9,400 votes or something. And the Arizona audit has showed hundreds of thousands of illegal votes counted in that election. And what did they tell everybody? They told everybody that the recounts actually showed Joe Biden won by more. And people believed that because the media told them that and Twitter reinforced that. And then people like Ben Shapiro said, well, you know, the Arizona audit has come and gone and it showed that Joe Biden won by more. So we can just move on from the election fraud claims now. But was any of that true? Of course it wasn't true. Read the audit report. It's pretty simple. The people on the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors testified before the United States Congress and said that they deleted election data. That's illegal. And why did they do it? They ran the safest and most secure election. Katie Hobbs knows it, but she won't debate. So you have this whole list of reasons why MAGA is faltering and Joe Biden is excelling. But each and every one of those reasons is completely and totally false. So they say them seven or eight in a row and you're like, wow, that's a lot. Wow, man. I mean, I know some of that's not true, but I guess the rest of it must be. I haven't looked into all of it. And if all that's true, I mean, I guess the trend would indicate that these things that I think aren't true actually are true. So maybe the whole thing is true and I just don't know it. Maybe the Republicans really are about to get crushed. What in the world is happening? That is exactly what they want you to think. There's no thought in there. It's just an emotional reaction to what you're being shown. You're being shown something ridiculous. And because it makes no sense and they're saying it, you think, well, these guys must be saying something kind of true, right? Like there must be some world where there exists, but there's not, not a real world. There is the false reality where all of that stuff is totally true. But in the false reality, MSNBC and NBC are very serious news companies who are totally capable of producing very accurate polls. We have to get out of this mindset where we just imagine that something about what they're telling us must be right. They have proven they don't care about that. If they were actually making a comeback, people would be campaigning with Joe Biden. All of the candidates would be out there spreading their message. Instead, they're trying to protect a fraudulent election apparatus and build upon it. All the propaganda, all the nonsense, all of it would be unnecessary if they were actually getting the job done. In fact, they would have passed much bigger parts of their agenda if that's what was going on. But that's not what's going on. So stop believing the mainstream media. And the other thing is we have to stop deciding what everyone else is going to think as if everyone else is some drone and dummy. People, especially at the top of the economic ladder, have just assumed that everyone else out there has the same situation as them and the same information. Or those people have less information because they're poor and they have all these problems. But that's not how it is. Those people have more information about what's happening right now because it's affecting their lives 
at such a critical and personal level. They are experiencing the problems of the illegitimate regime. They see the gas prices. They see the energy prices. They see the immigration problems. They see the war in Ukraine. They know this stuff is nonsense. They know the regime's not looking out for their best interests. They are experiencing this stuff on a real personal human level. They have kids in these schools who are being taught all this nonsense. These are real people out in the world. Not everybody else is just watching the mainstream media all the time. These people are involved in their local communities. And that's the thing. That's the thing. If you are afraid of losing the election Work harder to make sure it doesn't happen. And the great likelihood, by the way, is that this whole red puddle narrative, this whole blue wave narrative, this Joe Biden comeback narrative is all going to backfire and just encourage more people to go out and vote against these cretins. The amount of good things that are happening on our side is unbelievable. They have almost nothing. And yet people on our side are focused on talking about how bad Republicans are doing. How does that help? How does that help in any way? Go out and encourage people to vote. Go out, get involved in your communities. Go out and become a poll watcher. Go look up Steve Stern's precinct project. Figure out ways to get involved. Go to your county commissioner's meetings or your city council meetings, or your school board meetings. Meet people who have the same priorities and organize. There are things you can be doing aside from complaining and believing everything you see on Twitter and in the news. We should all be way past this, especially when the illegitimate president who leads that party that we're all very scared of. Ooh, they're going to win. Ooh, they're going to steal another one and they're just going to get away with it. They always win. Their illegitimate president just went out and called us fascists. And then the illegitimate press secretary went out in the press room of the White House yesterday and said that the president stands by his remarks. And your reaction is to be like, yeah, you know, it's just it's just Donald Trump's influence on the party, man. We just should have moved past Donald Trump. And I can't believe we're still dealing with Donald Trump. And if Donald Trump was gone, everything would be great. It'd be just like Glenn Youngkin in Virginia. No, dummy. The reason we have a chance to beat this thing for real is Donald Trump and the movement he's built. The alternative is the uniparty. The alternative is what you say you're afraid of while you're supporting it. When people tell you that the Republicans are going to blow this, laugh at them because that's ridiculous. And it's from the people who brought you. Breonna Taylor was asleep in her bed when the police shot her. And the people who brought you now wear two masks. And if you can't get yourself out of that, I don't know what to tell you, okay? Parallel economies are opening up. We are realizing that industries committed to the global communist cause, committed to wokeness, committed to ESG scores, they're faltering. Their stock values are dropping. The tech companies are collapsing. Twitter is being completely exposed. Mark Zuckerberg just went out on television and said Facebook censored the Biden laptop story because the FBI told them to. These aren't small blips on the radar. And we need to stop assuming that because something has a few days in the press and then goes away forever, that the issue is simply over. It's not over. These are steps along a path, and that path only leads in one direction. You can walk backwards and retreat into the false reality if you want. By all means, empower the uniparty if that's the world that you want. But otherwise, examine the reality as it exists. Parallel economies, parallel societies even for a time. We are in parallel realities and we still think that we have to participate in the false one. Why? It's not better in there. 
You don't get bonuses. Maybe you get status and wealth and power within the uniparty, within the false reality, within the global communist order. And if that's what you want out of life, again, by all means, support what makes you feel happy. But you're not being forced to do it. No one is forcing you to stay on Twitter and Instagram, knowing full well that it is a demoralization machine that is built to show you things that will keep you attached to the false reality and keep you demoralized about ever thinking there's another option. That's what the machine is actually for. And you can feel it and see it as it's used against you. And you think, oh, well, yeah, but this is how I keep in touch with my family and friends. Okay. Okay. If it's that important and you can't keep in touch with your family and friends in any other way, well, hey, I guess you like the false reality. I guess you like the global communist order or step outside of that and realize that there's something major happening that you are not witness to for as long as you remain trapped in the false reality. We are a vast and dominant majority that is pushing action in this society. That is what's happening. We are also pushing the narrative and the information system in this society. That's on our side now, not theirs. They are reacting, which is why they aren't talking about all the good things they've done. Their biggest issues for this election are convincing people that there's this huge majority of people that are upset about the Dobbs decision. Abortion is not some dominant issue for them. It just isn't. The polls show that it's not as much as you want to believe the polls. Sure, they can take other polls and ask questions in certain ways that will make it seem like they have that side of the issue, but they don't. No one showed up at their abortion rallies. They tried them for a few days. They had Jane's Revenge, that little terrorist group or fake terrorist group that was burning down maternity centers. There was no summer of peace, summer of love like in 2020. Where's Black Lives Matter and Antifa? Oh, Antifa was outside a family-friendly drag show with AR-15s. That doesn't even make sense. Okay, what are they going to do? If they want to stand outside with guns, that's their right. It is not against the law for them to have done that. So they got their little photo op and now what? Everybody's scared. You're going to hide in your house. You're going to stop living life. You're going to make it so it's easier for them to do what they do. No, it's not an option. Go out, be brave, live your life, defend your community, defend your family, defend your country. Go out and get involved because it's important and we will win. The worst thing you can do is participate in the narratives they are trying to convince the country of while knowing that those narratives are wrong and knowing where they came from. Where is the reality supporting these narratives? Point at any of it. Oh, polls. Oh, people definitely are mad about abortion, even though they don't seem that mad, but they must be. The TV says that too. Your woke friends on Instagram are mad about it. Move beyond the Democrat Republican paradigm. Move beyond the mainstream media attachment, the attachment to the central narrative. None of it is necessary. You don't need to believe any of it to go about your life and exist in the real world. Every time you hear it, shut it down. Say, no, that's wrong. No, you can't possibly believe that, can you? That is how to handle this stuff. If you're still scared of your friends online, they're not your friends. If you're still scared of your friends in person, they're not your friends. Stand up and say true things to them. Do not do the work of the global communists by repeating the central narrative and accepting the central narrative. It is all false. It is all nonsense. They have not been right about any of it. Certainly not any part that matters. And the Ben Shapiro's and those people, they haven't been right about any of the important things. I know critical race theory is important. The gender agenda is important. I understand that it's important. It's not the most important. It's not as important as the COVID lies and the lockdowns 
and the vaccine being very safe and effective. It's not as important as election fraud. It's not as important as the lie that they told about January 6th. It's not as important as illegal immigration. It's not as important as inflation or gas prices or broader energy prices or food prices. It's not as important as any of that stuff. You can raise your own kids. You can take them out of school. You can solve those problems on your own. Yes, they are important societal problems, but they are secondary. And all these people who are wrong about all the most important stuff, they've been the same for the entire time. They've been anti-Trump. They talk about how great Ron DeSantis is. Ron DeSantis might be great someday, and I hope that he is, but he's not great now. He's like purchasing electric buses in Florida. He's barely said a word about election fraud. He was a year and a half or two years behind doing the actual stuff that would have made a difference on COVID. Now, I'm happy that he didn't lock Florida down. I'm happy that he kept Florida free and open. But where was he leading the rest of the country? He might get there, but he's not there yet. And he's certainly not a better option than Trump. And pretending that he is because Trump upsets people means that you are more concerned about your own self-image than what's actually happening in this country. And what's actually happening is the most significant political movement in American history being led by the most significant president in American history. We wouldn't even be having these discussions if someone else ran against Hillary Clinton and lost to Hillary Clinton, as was designed. That was the plan. We wouldn't be having these discussions. We would be well into the Great Reset. Our fate would be sealed. Remember what that could have been like and then get off your asses and stop complaining. And for fuck's sake, stop accepting the central narrative as true in any part. It is not true. And you know better. I'll be back tomorrow at the same reasonable time on the same reasonable podcast network. I don't have a network. Masks and lockdowns don't work. They lied to you about a pandemic and Joe Biden will never be president. In my mind, that's the end game. If you're listening to this episode for free, you can support me and support the show and the work I do by signing up for a paid subscription at imyourmoderator.substack.com. You can do so for as low as $50 a year or $5 a month. Comes out to under a quarter per episode and you'll blast right through the paywall for all of the writing. The merch store is www.cancelcouture.com and you can find everything else by heading to Linktree. Linktree.com slash I'm your moderator. And I'll see you soon out on the range. are on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. In my mind, that's the end game. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to follow what I'm reading and thinking throughout the day, you can do that by downloading the Telegram Messenger app and going to t.me slash I'm your moderator. On social media, you can follow me on Truth Social, Getter, and Gab at I'm Your Moderator. I also have channels on Rumble and BitChute. If you'd like to follow the writing, you can find me at I'm Your Moderator.substack.com. The merch site is CancelCouture.com or go direct shop.spreadshirt.com slash cancel dash couture. If you'd like to support the podcast financially, the best place to do that is Kofa. Go to ko-fi.com slash I'm your moderator. And all of these details will appear in the show notes with each episode. I'll see you soon down on the range. It's hell!